Welcome to the podcast of Grace Crossing Church, where life and faith intersect. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome back to week number two. Now, this morning, just by way of reminder, this series uh, is actually the first of its kind. And it's the first of its kind because it's the first time that we are bringing a series to this church that actually is the result of of our staff team's work. Um, So I had actually had plans to move into a different series uh, here following God at the box office leading us into Easter. But our staff team at the first of the year began to pray into a word that the Lord had for us for 2019. We said, Lord, is there a word that you want to give us as a staff team that we can believe you for? that you'd like to speak into our hearts. And we took a couple of weeks to pray into that. And the the word the Lord gave us that we all landed on and we all felt a real peace about was this word renew. And I sensed as I prayed into it that this was not just a word for our staff team. But our staff team really represents and serves the, the body of Christ here at Grace Crossing Church. So I sensed that this was a word that God was giving to us here at Grace Crossing. And I'm really excited because what we're doing in this series is we're bringing our hearts to God and we're asking God to do something in us by way of renewal as we're leading here into this Easter season all the way through Easter on April the 20th. Now, I want to stand here this morning and I I want to share two convictions that I have. The first conviction is this. You are going to remember very little, if anything, of what I say in this message today. I get it. I get it. My ego's crushed, but I get it, okay? I know in my own life I have remembered very few messages that I've heard. But, but what I can tell you is this. I have another conviction, and that is this. You will never forget when you have an encounter with God. And you'll never forget when God etches and writes a word on the tablet of your heart. You'll never forget that. That will leave an indelible impression. It will literally, it has the power to literally transform your life, to change who you are. And so I want us um, to come this morning, and I want us to prepare our hearts. And I also want to mention as we do that, that tomorrow evening, right here, we are launching what we're calling our one prayer um, At our one prayer are 40 days of renewal. So as part of this series called Renew, we are also doing what we're calling 40 days of renewal. So in Christian tradition, the Lent season is typically a 40-day journey through Easter that is all about alignment, alignment of our hearts. It's, It's we becoming less so that God can become more. It's making space and room for God in our busy lives by giving ourselves some energy to our relationship with God. So often and in Christian tradition, um, it, it launches with what's called Ash Wednesday, where people will come and they will have ashes placed on their forehead. How many of you have ever experienced that in your life where there was a tangible way that you reminded yourself that you were in the middle of a season of Lent? Well, tomorrow night at one prayer, we're going we're gonna to have that opportunity not for ashes, but for a way for us to get ready and prepare ourselves for these, this 40 days of renewal together. 
And so I want to just invite you to make plans to join us tomorrow night. If you've never been to a one prayer, this would be a great one to come to. If you've been here before, please mark your calendar, make plans to join us for this one hour time as we come and we expect, we bring our expectation to God here uh, tomorrow night. Now I want us just to take a moment and I want us to just quiet our hearts. I want us to prepare our hearts for the Lord today. Um, if God speaks a word to you, it will transform you. So all I can do is bring to you what the Lord has given to me to share this morning, but it's only your expectation and it's your preparation that actually has the power of transformation. So the Bible says that in returning and in rest will be our salvation. In quietness and trust will be our strength. It's not our strategic planning where we find salvation. It's not our creativity where we find salvation. It's not our own human ingenuity or wisdom where we find that. It is in returning to God and in rest, in quietness and trust. So would you just take a moment and would you just bow your head and quiet your heart and still your mind? You may want to take a couple of deep breaths to remind yourself that God's Spirit is living within you, that He's here today in your life. And I just want to ask you to take a moment in the quietness of, of this, this moment just to say, God, I'm present with you. I, I'm present with you. I'm aware of you. I want to be aware of how you're speaking to me today. God, this morning we accept your invitation. We're here this morning in our physical bodies, but we want to be present emotionally, mentally, spiritually. So help us to open our hearts to welcome you in. Help us to open our ears, not just our physical ears, but our spiritual ears to hear what it is you want to say to us. And help the eyes of our understanding to be enlightened. Because God, that's a work that only you can do. And unless you do it, we will remain unchanged. So, Lord, I recognize today that information doesn't change us. It doesn't transform us. What does is in being in your presence, of connecting with your spirit and receiving from you. So, Lord, I just invite you today to do that work in all of our hearts here at Grace Crossing Church. We love you and we thank you for it. In Christ's name, amen. Well, the, the beauty of doing a series is that I don't have to rush through the material. Um, so often I have much more prepared than what I actually have time to say. And I just want to say this morning, we're not going to rush through what God is giving us in this series here at Renew. So 
So I just uh, as a forewarning to our tech team, we may, may not get through all of these slides and scriptures today, and that's okay. So let me take us to our catalyst verses that we are using to build the series around from Isaiah chapter 43. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. There is both a personal message in this passage and there's also a corporate or communal message in this passage. In other words, there is something that God has in this for each one of us, for you here today. God wants you to receive this message for you. But there is something that God has for Grace Crossing Church that I began to unpack last weekend when I talked about when the Lord gave these verses to me. It was all the way back in 2003 when the Lord spoke this promise into my heart. It was the best of times and it was the worst of times. Uh, We were in the middle of a transition that was all about becoming a transformed church. We had put our church up on the market. We had put it for sale. We were meeting in a building that was for sale for two years. And so often during that season of time, the Lord kept bringing me back to these verses. And I kept praying into, when I knew nothing else to do, and I didn't know the next step to take what I did know is that God had given these pro- this promise to me and that I could pray into this. And that's what I did. Again and again and again, as the Lord would remind me of these verses, I would simply pray these promises and this scripture back to God. And, and, and can I just say to you this morning, when you do not know what to pray, when you don't know where to begin your prayers, can I encourage you, begin your prayers with Scripture. If you don't know what else to say to God when you come to Him in prayer, just pray His Word back to Him. Pray the Psalms. Pray the Lord's Prayer. Pray the prayers of Paul in his letters in the New Testament. Just take time to say, God, I'm going to give voice to these words that you have given me in Scripture to pray. Because listen to what I'm about to say this morning. Whenever you pray in alignment with God's word, you are praying in agreement with God's will. Whenever we pray in alignment with God's word, we are praying in agreement with God's will. And so all I did during that season was I brought to God what I had. I had faith to believe this, and yet it was a little faith. It wasn't much. There were times that I didn't have much faith. And I'm so glad that it doesn't take a large amount of faith for God to move in our lives. I hope that's encouraging to you here today. When the Bible talks about faith, it doesn't talk about its size. It talks about its potential. It talks about its quality and its growth potential. And it talks about what's contained within that faith. In fact, 
The most used and common idea that we get of, of faith is that it's like a mustard seed. The smallest of all seeds, and yet it's, it's one that has the greatest growth potential. That should be encouraging for us here today. Especially if we're anything like this man who comes to Jesus with his tormented son. And he doesn't know anything but to simply ask Jesus to help him. Mark's gospel actually tells us in in chapter 9, verses 22 through 24, this dad comes with his son and says, Have mercy on us and help us if you can. What do you mean, if I can, Jesus asked. I mean, here's what Jesus is saying. Do you know who I am? Do you know that I created the whole world? Do you know that you are a product of my creative imagination? When we understand who God is, we simply come to him with the understanding of who we are. So he says, anything is possible if a person believes. And then notice what the father says. He instantly cries out, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. This father is actually here giving voice to a spiritual conundrum. What this father is actually saying is this, Jesus, I know you can, I just don't know if you will. Do you ever felt that? Have you ever come to God and said something like that to God? God, I know you can. I know you can do anything. I'm just not sure you'll do it for me. You've done it for them. I've heard stories about you doing it, but I'm not real sure that I can trust you to do it for me. This dad is just being really, really transparent with Christ. He's saying, listen, I want to believe for this. And And in some ways, at a grand level, I do believe. But at a small level, at a personal level, it's really hard for me. It's challenging for me to believe this for me. And so as I reflected in December of this past year on our journey, the Lord brought me back to Isaiah chapter 43, verses 18 and 19. And all of these years later, the Lord was helping me to see something that I did not see about our own journey, the journey that has brought us to a place called Grace Crossing Church. I want to go back and let's reread what it says. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Here's what the Lord reminded me of in December of this past year as I was going back and I was reviewing documents and things from my past all the way back from 2002 and 3 and 4, and I was looking at that verses, and God was reminding me of them. I am now convinced that the way in the wilderness for us was our mobile years 
of when we sold our building and we simply became homeless. We had no idea where we were going to go. We had no idea how God was going to provide. And I can tell you, I don't have time to tell you the entire story this morning. That's probably a multi-message conversation that we may have someday. But here's what I can tell you. God opened a door for us in the 11th hour. And he provided a way for us literally in the wilderness, not knowing where we were going And we landed on the campus of Wright State University where we spent the next four years as a mobile church. But what of this streams in the wasteland? Well, this is the part that gets really exciting. When we began to search for a piece of property where God could one day allow us to have a building again. We looked and we found a piece of property that I had remembered because these 12 acres of property were actually owned by a local farmer who had an apple orchard. But there was something else unique about this property that I discovered in 2000 when I moved to this community. Some of you know the backstory, but many of you don't. This is one of the few properties in Greene County that actually has a natural spring running underneath the ground. So when I moved here in 2000, there was actually a fountain and a place where you could come and bring your containers and you could fill them with fresh spring water. And I did it many, many times. And then in or around 2003... The farmer abruptly shut off the fountain and the faucet to the spring. I later discovered that the reason he did it was because the EPA was requiring thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars of inspections that he thought was ridiculous. And he didn't want to spend the money. So he shut off the the, the faucet to the spring eventually sold this property, this apple orchard, to a local developer who we then were able to buy it at half of its valued price when we bought it. God was actually bringing a stream in the wasteland. There was something literally springing up that I did not even understand at the time. And it wasn't until December of this past year, as I was going back in my journey when God started to connect the dots for me. Listen, I'm a slow learner, but I finally got it. There was something God was doing by way of a promise that was now being fulfilled all of these years later. I love this verse in Psalm 139. Verse 16, all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. I love the word ordained because that word actually, we often attribute it to somebody who's a pastor or somebody who's actually doing the work of ministry, somebody who's doing what we would call a sacred work. But the word ordained here literally means destined. 
all the days destined for you were written in God's book before one of them came to pass. So before you ever lived, before you ever looked or read what God was up to, God was already doing something. It was already taking place. Now, I don't know if that gives you comfort today or that gives you pause today, but it is reality. God is part of writing and rewriting our story and our narrative to bring glory to him for the sake of others. And God is always writing and rewriting our stories because God is in the middle of every single day that's destined for us before even one of them comes to pass. You say, what does this all have to do with renew? It has everything to do with renew. Because so many times in our lives, here's what we do. We think, God, I want this to change. I want this to be different. And what do we do? We want immediate results and short-term returns. Many times we lack the patience to actually position ourselves to wait for God to do what God already knows he's going to do. He's just simply saying, will you position yourself? Will you be faithful? Will you have integrity, which is the courage and the character to face the demands of reality in the midst of your situation? Even if you only have a little bit of faith, will you bring what you have? And will you bring it to me? Now, there may be things that you know in your life that you want God to renew. Things that are not where you would like them to be. Dreams for a future that have not yet come to pass. There are certain things that honestly have died inside of you that God wants to resurrect. He wants to bring them back to life during this season of renewal, these 40 days of renewal. But even as I say that, do not expect that it's going to happen instantaneously. Because if there's two things that I've learned about God in my journey and in our journey, I've learned these two things. I've learned that God's view is long and God's way is slow. God's view is long, and God's way is slow. Now, if you want to see that, just read the Scripture. Scripture is filled with illustrations, story after story, of people who experience that. The children of Israel are probably one of the most brilliant illustrations of that that we read about. After hundreds of years of enslavement in Egypt, God finally sends a deliverer to them. Moses comes and he's used by God and actually the Israelites are freed from bondage in Egypt. But then they take a 40-year journey through the wilderness. Now to get from point A, from where they were starting, to point B where God wanted them to go, the promised land, was 11 days. So, so you got to ask yourself, why did it take 40 years? 
to get them there. Did they have terrible GPS, right? Did they not have the latest technology? I mean, what was it that was happening during those 40 years? Here's what was happening. God was working in them, and God was working on them. God was both preparing them, but he was also repairing them. God was preparing them for something that he was wanting them to step into, but God was also doing a work of repairing what was broken inside of them. There was something that needed to be recalibrated to heaven. There was an ideology that they had begun to think about and live by where they thought that their value was tethered to their work. They were slaves for hundreds of years. That's all they knew. And God had to continually come back to them and remind them, listen, you are my beloved children. Your worth and your value is who you are in me. It is your identity in me that matters. It is not all of the things that you do. See, God was so much more concerned about who they were becoming than what they were doing and where they were going. And it's true of your life and my life. God is so much more concerned with your spiritual formation, what he wants to do to conform you to the image of Jesus Christ. He is much more concerned with that than he is your reputation, than he is your ego or your image, than he is your career path. Now, don't get me wrong. God's involved in those things. He wants to be. But those things are simply a means to an end. The end is that God wants us all to be conformed to the image of his son, Jesus. And all you have to do is think about Jesus. Hundreds and hundreds of years pass before Jesus is ever brought to this earth, before he's ever in God incarnate before us. And then after he's born, he lives 30 years in relative obscurity. There's only two passing references to his childhood ever mentioned in, in the whole of the Bible. And basically we've got 30 years of relative obscurity before Jesus then comes into his public ministry. You would think that God would have wanted to fast forward the crucifixion and resurrection, right? Let's get him here. Let's put him in adult form. Let's get this done so that I can redeem. But God's view is long. And God's way is slow. It is not my way. And it's not my view. I'm always looking at the short term. And I'm always looking at the immediate. What is in it for me now? So, so back during Imagine, I took time to actually do a thorough review of our financial position, where we were, what we could do, how generous was God asking us to be, and what was it going to take for us to make those adjustments. With all of the other obligations and commitments we had already had, what was it going to take for us to become more generous as God was asking us? And I did a thorough review of budget, current, and future, looking at investments. And I don't know about you, but when I think about investments, I'm often thinking about the short-term gain and the immediate results. I'm not thinking about waiting. 
I'm, I'm not always thinking long term. So I don't like it when I hear the market corrects. I don't like that terminology, right? Because when I hear the word corrects, I think loss. And I just think it's a gentler way to tell me really bad news, right? But think about it. God often has to correct us before he can renew us. Before we can experience the kind of renewal that God desires, God often brings correction into our life. And I know we don't like that terminology because it feels punitive, but it's not what the Scripture teaches. It isn't punitive. Take a look at Hebrews chapter 12, and and we will wrap up with these thoughts here this morning. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 3 through 6. Consider carefully... How Jesus faced such intense opposition from sinners who oppose their own souls so that you won't become worn down and cave in under life's pressures. After all, you have not yet reached the point of sweating blood in your opposition to sin. Jesus did. Have you forgotten his encouraging words spoken to you as his children? Here they are. He said, my child, don't underestimate the value of the discipline and training of the Lord God. Or get depressed when he has to correct you. For the Lord's training of your life is the evidence of his faithful love. I don't know about you, but I don't automatically connect God's correction with God's love. I mean, according to this scripture, here's what it's suggesting. It is suggesting that training involves correction, and correction is all about love. That those two go hand in hand. And then it says this, and when he draws you to himself, it proves that you are his delightful child. I remember back to when my kids were little, and now even having to do it at times with my grandkids. There are times we have to correct children that we care deeply about. There are times we have to train them up in right ways to behave, right ways to act, right ways to live. But whenever I do, I always try to draw them toward me. Like I would always remind myself that even though at times I could be so frustrated or so angry or so upset about a situation, I tried as much as I could to remind myself that at the end of the correction, it's always best to pull the child close to you, right, and let them know that you love them deeply. That's the word picture God's giving us. God's saying, listen, I love you so much that I want to renew, but for me to renew, I may first have to correct. Because what is correction all about? Correction is about getting our Attention. 
And when God corrects, he often does it so he can redirect. To get us moving in a direction that he desires for us to move. Now here's the point. Renewal is not some magic formula that's going to happen because you want it. That's part of it. We'll talk about that more next weekend. But the reality is it begins with coming as an open book before God and saying, God, if you're going to renew, it will often begin with correction. What is it? And here's your question that I want you to think about. And if you have a handout this week, you can take this copy of week number one of Renew. So as we're on this 40 days together of Renew, we're going to ask you to take advantage of taking your time each week to pray into what God is speaking to your heart about. So each week we're going to have a meditation time of fasting and prayer, a focus, saying, God, what is it you want me to give up or lay aside, or how can I make more room for you? For some of you, it may just be coming to one prayer. That may be a step for you this week. That may be a personal stretch goal for you that God is inviting you to do. And then by way of reflection, how might God be inviting me to trust him for renewal this week? And then there's a place on here for you throughout the week, to write your prayer, your prayer to God. What is, it, what is it you want to say to God? What is it you're asking God to do in your life? What is it your way in the wilderness God wants to give you? What is your stream in the wasteland? And what is the thing that God is saying, I want you to forget the former things and don't dwell on the past. I want you to look forward to the things that I have in front of you. And one final thing I'd ask you to think about prayerfully this week is what's the area that God may want to correct in me? That's a hard prayer. But it's a prayer of invitation. It's a prayer of saying, God, if there's anything inside of my heart that distanced me from you, that's, that's just not pleasing to you. If there's, if there's any way I'm thinking about things or I'm, things I've said or I'm saying, if there's a way I'm living my life, if there's things that are entertaining me that you're saying, God, I, I don't want you. I want you to find that pleasure in me. That What is that thing that God is inviting you to? And I'm going to just ask you to don't see that as punitive, but to see that as evidence that God loves you, that he delights in you as his child. He thinks the world of you. He's going to draw you close to him in that, and you can trust him for that. So would you stand with me this morning, and we're going to pray together. Even now, there might be something that has been stirring inside of you, maybe Maybe there's something that you've been feeling as we've been talking uh, this morning about God's view being long, his way being slow. Maybe there's something by way of correction that you've already sensed God doing inside of you. Listen, don't resist it. Just lean in, trust him, and cooperate with him. And what I can tell you is this. God will affirm his love for you in it. He will affirm his deep deep love that he's delighted in you. 
because every parent that deeply loves their child will from time to time correct because of the love. So, Father, we just ask this morning that we as your children would trust your heart. There are times we can't see your hand. We can't see the way in the wilderness. We, we, we can't see the streams in the wasteland at the time. But what we can see and what we do know from Scripture is we know your heart. So help us to trust your heart, O oh God. I invite you to have your way. Take us to places, God, we could never go without you. We choose, Lord, to put our faith, our trust, and our hope in you. And we pray these things in Christ's name. And everybody together said, amen. Bless you. Hope you can join us tomorrow night at one prayer. Have a good afternoon. Thanks for listening. To learn more about Grace Crossing Church, including service times and directions, check us out on the web at www.gracecrossingchurch.net. We hope to see you at one of our upcoming weekend worship gatherings. Have a great day.